Hey everybody, we at Podgave Rock and Roll Do You want to make it clear that we don't mean any offense by our comments, critiques, or opinions. We're not music critics, just buddies that use talking about music as an excuse to hang out. Also, our language is intended for adult ears. Enjoy! Cause I'm in the shit house Wish I played in a rock and roll band Somebody give me a dollar bill So I can pass out How often does it happen to you where you want to watch something with your girlfriend or your wife and they're like, I don't want to watch this, but you want to watch it, but they say they want to watch it and they want you to wait? Nightly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that is all the time. That's like part of the vows. (laughs) (laughs) You will wait to stream until I am ready. Exactly. Uh, We must finish shows before we start another. I'm like, oh, let's let's watch this new show. She's like, oh, what, what haven't we finished? We haven't finished uh, God's Favorite Idiot. we got to go watch four episodes of that. I'm kind of like that, too, though. I'm like, I don't want, like, seven shows that I'm watching. I just one or two, like, one hour long and one 30-minute long on the streamers, and I'm good. Yeah, I like to have about two, maybe three going. Otherwise, it's just, it's bedlam. Uh, bedlam. I'm at the mercy of, if there's... It's Oklahoma v. Oklahoma State. If there's five good shows going, I got five good shows I'm watching. I mean... You're know, like, I'm down. I'm down to, to yeah, watch. Bring it. Bring it. I, I'm not afraid to watch five different shows in one <laughs> night. Like, I'm not afraid to park this butt on a couch for five hours. <laughs> Wild child deal uh, over in here. a night. <laughs> He's getting after it. I mean, right now is kind of the point of the year where there's not a ton to watch. Like, I've been watching Old Man and the Boys, and that's mm-hmm. and Westworld started. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much it. Don't watch Westworld. Do yourself a favor. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing to watch a Westworld? Come on, I'm in. I'm in yeah, three seasons. I'm, I'm not two, stopping. But we did have to watch a half hour of seasons one through three recap to have any idea what was going on. We watched like a five minute one. We were like, no, that wasn't that wasn't enough. We need someone talking us through it. <laughs> and then it didn't matter. It's almost like you're reading Ulysses or some and shit. And then the yes, the first episode of season four, nothing we knew really was of any consequence. Yeah, I, I think they know that nobody knows what the fuck is going on, so they're like, look, let's just try to make the season where everybody can understand it. It's a yeah, whole we'll new world. But why is Jesse um, Pinkman in it? He's just like, what, what? <laughs> Work in construction, it seems, after the war. But anyway, speaking of uh, wars and after them, we are living in, in that time. Speaking of the American Revolution, of course, because this is, this is July 4th week. <laughs> Smooth. Yeah, yeah, it, which is always a very fun weekend. I have lots of good uh, memories of the 4th of July. Although, like, I say good looking back, but, like, I remember in high school, my buddy and I were out. There was a lake outside of Yazoo called Wolf Lake, and it was really a river. I'm not really sure why we called it a lake. Anyway, we were out, like, drinking and partying, and uh, I think my grandmother's 80th birthday was that day because she was born on the 4th. And so we're, I get one of my buddies. I'm like, yo, man, you got to take me back into town. I got to get back to my grandmother's birthday thing. And he's like, what? All right. So we're driving. He rear-ends somebody. Dude pulls out like an old, we were driving an old Chevy. Dude was driving an old Ford. He pulls over. My buddy just <laughs> slowly go, drives past him and waves at him <laughs> and just keeps going. And I'm like, motherfucker, get me home right now. <laughs> you just hit and ran. Oh, my God. You just hit and run. 
And the guy, of course, living in a small town, the guy knew one of the cops and like called and said, hey, this license. And the guy knew my buddy's dad. And so he called him. And then I'm at dinner with my uh, grandmother's 80th birthday dinner. His dad calls my house. There, Josh and Bubba were in a hit and run. <laughs> and I'm like, look, I didn't, I wasn't driving. <laughs> like, what do you want me to do? Hop out of the car, like roll out of the car while he's driving by him and be like, I got you, man. It does sound like one of the slowest hit and runs I've ever heard. <laughs> it really was. Bump and run. There was some loud, like, Nelly playing or some form of summer hip hop from like 2002. And probably a lot of, sh- there, there was definitely a bag of swag in the truck. Uh, for those who don't know what swag is, it is really cheap weed. And yeah, so it, it was, things were going slow. And there was probably some Bud Lights getting hammered. Do, do you guys have any fun stories like that or, or the 4th of July? Yeah, it's certainly one of the most drinking of holidays, which I don't think has anything to do with being July 4th. It just has it to do with being in the middle of the summer. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, and a long weekend like, usually. Yeah, there, I would go to Jersey a lot in my 20s. Our friend Taylor would always have a party, and uh, we would get after it at his parents' house. And thinking back on it, I have no idea why they all let us come to their house and just get absolutely hammered. We would be in his hot tub then, just singing at the top of our lungs. How many guys were in this hot tub? We're talking... Singing at the top of their lungs. A lot of guys. Very few girls and a lot of guys. It was a like barbershop Dewey quartet? And, yeah. I think we actually did stand by me. like an octuplet, a, a barbershop octuplet. I think it was like half our fantasy football league plus Taylor was in there. Uh, one, one year, I think it was right before sophomore year of uh, college, we all went to... Do you remember Alex Woolinger? Kind of. Yeah, she was, she threw a party, and somehow we were invited, and we came with just like a bunch of ecstasy and quarter sticks of dynamite. Uh, she didn't know about the quarter sticks of dynamite, but she soon discovered it when uh, our friend Alex Tamburino, we gave him a stick of dynamite and lit it, and he just held it, staring at us, and we're like, if you don't throw that, like, now, you're going to die. And he threw it <laughs> oh right in God. her... F- he threw it right in her front yard, and it did. It just exploded and it was nobody knew what was going to happen except us of course that brought them and just went so loud and then like the cops show up and she was like okay everyone just sing happy birthday and pretend like it's a birthday party and they'll go away and we're like what the the, the cop what what do you that's not a way to get the cops to go away but she was right the cops went away but i think that had a lot more to do with her being an extremely white rich beautiful girl and had nothing to do with it being a happy birthday party to jump off what you were saying, Nick, um, and people holding fireworks too long or sticks of dynamite, um, I remember one of my friends in North Carolina, he won 4th of July, he ended up almost blowing his hand off. Um, he didn't lose any digits, thank God, but he he got it good from the firework, and um, it just so happened his name was Chris P. Rogers, so from then on, he was just Chris Crispy. P. Crispy. 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 Wow. <laughs> And then there was uh, one 4th of July that really comes to mind, I'd say about 10 years ago, with our friend Mike Russick, a keyboard player in our band for a long time. He invited me to this Venice house party where this funk band was playing that was like, the, the lead singer of the funk band, the owner of the house, looked like uh, Dex Shepard's long-lost brother. <laughs> and uh, it was a weird party, man. I didn't know anyone. There was a pool. There was bands playing. We were jamming with this band. Me and Mike jammed with this band that the core of the band was bass, drums, and didgeridoo. 
and then throw in a little <laughs> throw in a little slide guitar and some piano and you're really on to something mm-hmm. so we had fun really jamming and it was a it was a long day of a lot of substances um it ended on the venice canals hanging out with this guy named stevie starlight from venice just this <laughs> wild man like really owned this persona man he had this big red mop hair and like dressed like a 70s pimp and was a pretty damn good musician with those red locks flown in the wind it was it was a wild night i mean we were it was like probably midnight and it it got awkward i mean like i said there were substances involved mike mike was trying to ask for a little too much of stevie starlight's attention Uh, (laughs) it was one of those where you wake up on the fifth and you're like what the fuck happened? <laughs> Neil, I mean, you and I had an epic one years ago when Shay and his buddies were in town. Oh my uh, God, that was a good one. <laughs> shame isn't served at this table. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, shame's not on the menu. Good Lord, man. Yeah, those were back in the band playing days, back before the King was rocking it. Was it the you Captain know, and, uh, Jack Sparrow weekend? Oh, that was Captain Jack Sparrow weekend. <laughs> that was Isla Tortuga. All over it neil neil gets it so nick my brother comes to town he's got a few friends who live in venice we i'm living in santa monica at the time i'm dating this girl and neil is like i'll I'll go back to your place with her and i was like yeah because i had to drive my brother i was like and so my brother and i are driving kind of behind them a little ways and then we see police lights and i'm like god damn it because she had like a six speed and loved to like speed and show it off but she'd had a couple drinks and well, when we pass the cop lights, Neil is outside the car, as, as is she, and she got arrested. And we're coming from a gig. So earlier that night, a good friend of ours was, uh, was singing in the band. And my brother, and he had, like, some beads and shit, like Captain Jack Sparrow. And my brother was like, who was that Captain Jack guy in the band? And so <laughs> the entire night, we went back while she's in jail and watched the... With Michael Bolton, Lonely Island Boys, uh, Isle of Tortuga video, just over and over again. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then went and bailed her out well, the next morning. And the, the, the guy who was singing with us, this was well before even we got into Captain Jack Sparrow. Like, he had a bandana, like a pirate, like, you know, wearing a bandana yeah. on his head. And uh, someone was like, who the fuck is this pirate with the great voice singing with these guys? How quickly did you try to wash your hands of her nail when she got pulled over? Like, I don't really know her that well. Just, officer, if you don't mind. Oh, yeah. They let me go. And the whole time, she was speeding around like uh, nobody's business. And I was even like, I knew the cop was behind her. I was like, I cannot believe she hasn't been pulled over yet. (laughs) (laughs) See, and then... Neil had met someone that weekend. It was before he was he was married or dating his wife, and and he ended up crashing at this house where all these folks were crashing, and a bunch of people were hooking up. And I guess somebody was a little too loud. And the next morning, Neil said, "Yeah, I went to breakfast." And uh, well, this was the girl that your brother hooked up with was trying to order. She couldn't figure out what she wanted, and one of her friends just leaned over and was like, "Honey, they don't serve shame on the menu." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the 4th of July is always a fun, a fun weekend, and we hope everybody's having a, had a safe one. And on that note, we are once again joined by our friend Nicholas Brennick, and you are listening to Pod Gave Rock and Roll to You. And this is week two of our, our duck boat tour 
through the, uh, the city of Boston into the Charles River. And this week, we are talking about the Pixies. Where is my mind? From their 1988 album, Surfer Rosa, written by Black Francis and produced by Steve Albini and released on Rough Trade. With your feet on the air. Yeah, so this is definitely a song I first heard in Fight Club. There's no way I would have heard this in small town Mississippi before then. Um, So I was familiar with it in high school, but uh, at that time, I I definitely just associated it with a movie and not a band. But then I went to school in Boston, and I worked at a rock club there, and I remember someone telling me about the Pixies, or people always talking about the Pixies and how much they influenced this and that and blah, blah, blah. You know, so I checked them out, and I, and I did. I really got into Surfer Rosa and, and Doolittle for a while. And this is, you know, obviously one of the, I mean, I wouldn't call this a slow song, but it's not as experimental as anything else on the Surfer Rosa album, at least. But, you know, it still kind of maintains, like, that creativity that the rest of their songs are, are kind of built upon. I mean, they, they, you know, they're, they're throwing a lot of shit at the wall, usually, in their songs, and... And it, it's, it's got some pop stuff that shines through. And this one, I think, is probably their best melody. I mean, definitely from Surfer Rosa, but I would, I would assume in their entire catalog. I really only know those two albums. You know, after kind of getting into those albums, I didn't really think about this. And then a few years ago, I remember hearing it on, I don't know wh- which was first, but it was like at the same time almost, The Leftovers and Mr. Robot. Yeah. And, I, you know, I was just like, oh, my God, that's, I forget how, you know, it's one of those songs that you're like, I forget how good this, I forgot how good this mm-hmm. song is. I mean, that was even a cover, like, instrumental version. So, you know, I mean, it, it's always fun to revisit this song. Um, and, I mean, this will be the fourth time in my life I've done that. And it, it's just such, like, an oddly catchy song with, like, so many pop elements, like, shining through all this, like, noise, basically. Mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, yeah, I'm just surprised that uh, Josh likes this song so much. Just it doesn't totally seem like your genre of music. Um, I mean, it is also all. by far the best song, I think, on the album. I mean, best song is, is hard to say. It's just so singular. It's it, it Nothing else on the album is like this. You know, they have all this yeah, other exactly. like noise rock type stuff. And I actually really enjoy it. And I listened to this album kind of a lot. And I was just like, wow, there's 33 minutes of just all this different stuff. And then you have this one track on there, and it just stands out as such a great single. And not released as a single. Yeah, so the, the Pixies, um, I'm kind of ashamed to admit, I, I, I never was really that into them. I've always been a, you know, I guess I wasn't a musician in 88, but um, just... <laughs> <laughs> what were you, 12? But just, just my taste in music, I like to look for bands like these and like to see where stuff comes from and influences. But honestly, other than this song and a couple of the other ones that I've heard in passing, I'm really not too familiar. Um, when, I, when I pulled this up, I was like, Pixies, 88 Surfer Rosa. Like, God, it just sounds so fucking cool. Like... Just the name, like looking at that, I was like, that's so much cooler than I'll ever be. But the sound... Well, that album cover especially. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. But the, the sound is like, it's unbeatable, man. It's, it's, it's so powerful. It's all about that guitar line and that, that almost two-note howl. I almost feel like if you took that away, it would be less than a mediocre song. 
Ooh, it's just so powerful. Like it, it is the song. I mean, the "Where Is My Mind" um, really sticks out, uh, and the rest. He's, it's a cool little story he's telling, but it's kind of just you know exactly like he says. Where is your mind? I, I mean, I know he's in the water, but other than that, <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Um, just the guitar, the recluse nature of that riff and that line. It's so hard and badass. Like in some ways, it's almost more so badass than like Metallica or ACDC, like polished hard rock, because it is so like just loose and like you know you can. You're talking about the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think you mentioned it, Josh. Just the influence. I mean, they're way ahead of the game. This sounds like like peak 90s stuff and you know like we've talked about before some of their stuff you could hear today for sure and like as i was listening to this song and some of the album i was like damn this the influences are thick (laughs) there's there's a garden i don't know if we want to get into the influences yet but i I feel like this song was completely what modest mouse based their entire career on like i feel like they just wrote this song yes i every album Oh yeah, yeah. Their their whole sound is this. I, I yeah. almost think that like float on is just like the sequel. <laughs> like you're out, right. you're out right. in the water. Float on. We're getting ahead. All right, we're guys. We're gun. gonna be. Te- we're- it's okay. It's okay. I'll push back a little bit, Neil, on the the two note howl and the guitar. I do think the guitar is is a standout in this song, but I think the melody is the standout to me. And I think kind of going back to kind of something we, we've discussed in the past, it, the instrumental covers of this are amazing mm-hmm. because the melody is just so pretty. But it's all about that. Like without that, and actually we can hear that because you just sent me a version without all that stuff. And I'm sure you did it well, but like... If you just if you took their recording and stripped out the howl and the guitar, it would just be another song on another album by the Pixies. That's fair. I think you're underselling the and they do a thing that like you don't see a lot where melodically it, it goes up and then down and then up and then down. It's right. It, it's waves of stuff. It, that, that, it doesn't remind me of George Harrison, but he does that a lot in his solo stuff. Mm-hmm. And I always enjoy when bands can pull that out. Off. The big part of the song is the verse, or at least, you know, melodically. Mm-hmm. And uh, just a side note, I, I said last week for the Cars tune, just what I needed, they are going, you know, 1-6, major 3, 5. This one basically just goes 1-6, major 3, 4. So you, I guess you do have the major 3 in more than just what I needed. And it sounds great. I, 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 find, I find its use very effective. I'm not saying the melody's bad or anything. I'm just saying what the other stuff did for it. That's the reason you hear it in so many movies and shows and why it is such a cultural phenomenon is because of that, not the melody. Oh, and I also think that if you take one little thing out of this song, it's just not going to be as good. It, I think it just needs every single part of it. Like uh, when we did just uh, what, what I needed, you know, you could do so many different parts of that would still make a great song. But for this, I think you needed every element of this to, to make it perfect. And one thing less, and I think it could just go south. I, I'm, not, I'm not in agree. I, I, I get the point you guys are making, but I, but I don't agree. But, but just real quick on the, um, before we move on from the melody and the chords and stuff, that they do throw a little uh, 
minor five in there before they kind of reset mm-hmm, at the end mm-hmm. of each chorus. You know, way out in the water, mm-hmm. see it swimming. And it's, it's real nice. It's, it's really pretty. I must say, just talking about that guitar line one more time, when I learned it and I was playing it, and it's so fucking cool how intertwined that high howl are and the guitar. When you play it on guitar, you can actually hear the... You know what I mean? Almost like an auditory kind of hallucination. Like, it's just... It's actually there when I was playing it on guitar. It's really cool. That's the, that's another really cool thing about the song. And, and, I mean, I guess this would go a little bit into the production, but I, I do want to stay on the guitars for a minute, is that, you know, it starts off with the... Ooh, stop. And then it starts off with the... Uh, and then the guitar comes in. And like you said, it's pretty heavy... And you're like, I don't really know what to think. It's like they teased us with like this hymnal, mm-hmm. you know, angelic anthemic thing. And then, stop, let me bring this freaking heavy guitar in. Mm-hmm. And then you, you stick with that. And then they go up very melodically pretty. And then they come back down into like this kind of... Great. It's hard for me to think about what was sounded like this before it because so much shit in the 90s sounded like mm-hmm. the heat on the air and the head on the ground da 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 and how he's singing and what he's doing it's just like it sounds like so much shit that I've heard before uh, one thing did you notice just that that high part is just two notes chromatic almost yeah. E E flat e, the whole time e, and Albini took, because he didn't like the sound she was getting, so Kim Deal's doing that, mm-hmm. and because he didn't like the sound she was getting, he, he took her into the bathroom to record, yep. to get crazy reverb, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is, when all else fails, go to the bathroom. <laughs> I do really love the tone of his guitar, especially at the end of the chorus, when it just hits on that that six, mm-hmm. and then it pauses for a second, and then he comes in on the, oh, actually, there's the five there, too, when it comes back in on that five to lead back into the mm-hmm. one, and I, that's such a nasty little guitar run. Or, yeah, just, and yeah, it's good. It's just a well-crafted song. Like, he's just playing chords. Like I mean, like he's just badass. going, yeah. Down, down, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's just the attitude. That's the the song's all about attitude, really. The it sound, is, and it, may, not really the lyrics. Um. Well, let, let's 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 touch on the lyric for a second. You mentioned it, Neil, but the the lyric was written by Black Francis, who is uh, uh, also singing and playing the guitars on the or well playing rhythm guitar and acoustic uh, on the songs. But he, I mean, he says it was inspired by an actual scuba trip to the Caribbean, where like a little fish was chasing him, which. You know, whatever. I mean, that's it's absurd, but so is the lyric in a specific way. But, like, while it is absurd, it also makes sense in a way, right? Yeah, no, I mean, it is it's it is absurd, and it's kind of like, what the fuck's going on? But it all makes sense with the where is my mind. It, it, it flows into the question mm-hmm. very nicely, but, but both times he does it. And it's not like he's losing his mind like he's going crazy either. I mean, where is my mind? It's just, You're doing something so different than you ordinarily do and takes your mind out of like your anxieties and stuff like that like it's extremely pleasant you know mm. I, I read the i see these lyrics and they're very pleasant like i'd love to be doing ah. all of this in this song um and it, you know and it's weird because i feel like the guitar has this edge and stuff like that but this is you know this 
this song leaves me feeling pretty swell, you know? I feel pretty good when I read these lyrics. Well, I mean, I, I can see, like, it sounds like a fun day in the ocean, for sure. But, exactly, like, the where is my mind, I see that as, like, your mind is drifting too far from the shore. It's like, where's my mind? It's like, oh, shit, it's all the way out there being washed out to sea. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's out in the water, yeah. fucking floating around. Well, again, that's what a that's what a tight lyric does. I mean, you can you can kind of examine it, or you can you perceive it from two different ways. I think both of those, you know, interpretations of it make sense. I mean, but I, I do like the fact that in in Nick's interpretation of it, the lyric almost works in context with that, you know, to like bring some peace within all this kind of noise that's going on around it. Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of creates a dichotomy in the song that is really nice. And I think it's the, you know, it's another key part of the song that is there's this kind of quiet and and peaceful and, and nice and pretty mm-hmm. things going on and all of this stuff. Not saying the rest of it isn't pretty, but like you said, it has an edge. It, there's some there's some dirt in there. Yeah, so and it, it works. And I can. I mean, I often take the the optimism router or look at the bright side of all songs. But just when you when you work in the chorus, where's my mind? And then it's like there's little animals hiding and fucking chasing him and shit. Like he's. It sounds like a bad trip in some ways. Like you can take it either way because the beginning too. It's like ah, you know, I almost saw him standing on his surfboard trying to ah, try this trick and then flipping around and ah, these animals and whoa, where's my mind, man? Well, the, I think the trippy part really comes from the vocal tone and the decisions he's making because it's, it's a crazy vocal, not in terms of like, you know, like a tour de force, oh my God, listen to his voice. It's more like there's angelic ooze, there's a speak singing, there's like a really melodic yell over the verses, there's really deep, you know, his voice gets really deep at points, there's like some... Uh, well, you yeah, know, like almost. and the way he sings Where Is My Mind is so um, just, he sounds distraught because he's like, where is my mind? <laughs> you know, like, very, well, I, uh, I don't know. I almost look at that as if he's like trying to be creepy. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of late 90s, early 2000 alternative rock is uh, what it is. A lot of, a lot of, I, I, a lot of sex and candy. <laughs> <laughs> the talk singing it's like are you talking or are you singing that's there's just a lot of like are you talking are you singing are you sing talking it's like soul yeah, coughing yeah. right I mean, you know if you look at it as a trip you can almost look at his vocal kind of taking you through the the different avenues it's like soaring with the uh you know with my feet in the air and the head. like that it's almost like skipping mm-hmm. and then you know you're like but your head will collapse and there's nothing in it and you're like now you're getting confused and it's like where is my mind and now you're scared mm-hmm. because it's floating out in the water but then you kind of you kind of still have those angelic ooze that are basically kind of there's the light at the end of the tunnel it's like you're gonna get out of this just just listen to listen to my voice you know mm-hmm. <laughs> follow the fish speaking of all the fish like have you ever heard a fish speak in koi koi what is that? He says that in the song. Oh, he does? But anyway, I mean, basically all these choices and shit we're talking about, I mean, it's all kind of tied together. Uh, the production is Steve Albini. 
who I feel like I've heard his name hundreds of times. Basically, I, I guess Cobain said, you know, doing this album is the reason why Albany produced In Utero. And he wasn't even the original guy. I mean, he was kind of brought on after there was a disagreement with the, with the first guy. But like, like I think, Nick, you said, I mean, it's so different from the other songs on the record. Like, he doesn't get as experimental, except for, you know, maybe putting the stuff in the bathroom. You know, they're kind of known for their the way they recorded drums, but I don't think they did that any differently in this song. I mean, the drums are definitely prominent, but they're not doing anything special or, like, mm-hmm. anything standout. I mean, I would say the standout, like, thing to me, and another thing that just reminds me of peak 90s is, like, that bass line, I feel like is in every fucking 90s harder rock song. And, and exactly in the same like levels that he's mixed mixed it in in this in this one. Yeah, the the bass isn't doing much for me here. I mean, he's just they're just playing the roots. You know, there's I know it's not doing much, but that tone and where it is in the mix just remind me of so much. I mean, I would I would it's, it's got an Alice in Chains kind of feel to mm-hmm. it. Uh, a lot of that and a lot of the punk. Not even the punk that I really liked in the 90s, I feel like just comes from this too. Green Day, Offspring, and stuff like that, that, that type of punk that, that came from this. The rest of Surfer Rosa, I mean, I hear a lot of Black Flag, I hear the, the, the noise rock of it. And again, this song is just so different from everything else. It's, you know, this is more of like a, a pop rock yeah, song um, than even I was a reading punk rock something, song. said Black Told Select. I don't know if that was a magazine or what, but they called it. I'm going to assume it was a mag. It was either a magazine or a cigarette brand. Well, they called it a disorientation anthem, which I thought was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that's a perfect way to. This is uh, disorientation rock, basically. <laughs> and it's trying to throw you off a little bit from the, from the beginning, like, we, like I mentioned earlier with the ooh, stop. And then even the little guitar, like, would you call that a solo? I mean, it's only like two bars, yeah. basically. Yeah, it's, just, it's almost a tease of a solo. Yeah, it's uh, it's just rocking out. It's not like, yeah, it's not a big solo break, but it's he's certainly playing licks. And it's right in the middle of the song, too. It's, I, well, let's not get well, ahead no, of it. No, the position, the position is where it's supposed to be, but just in terms of length of a guitar. I mean, like, we talked about the cars last week. I mean, that, that, that's still, like, solo length. I mean, he's soloing over, like, a verse, basically, mm-hmm. or, like, a little snippet of the chorus. This is basically just him doing throwing some licks over, like, four chords. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it's funny. I read somewhere uh, Black, what's his name? Black what? Black Francis. <laughs> Francis Black. Um, no, Black he... Fr- <laughs> his real name is Charles. Charles. Well, his, his solo name is Francis Mr. Black. Francis. Mr. Francis said in, in an interview... Um, he compared this to Pinball Wizard, that guitar line. You know, like he said, he even kind of took it from there. Just kind of because it's almost in the same position. Pinball Wizard is a little more, but the it's like the same. Yeah, I would never put those two together. Might as well mention real quick. So Kim Kim Deal, as we mentioned earlier, did the backups, and, and she's also playing bass. Uh, Joey Santiago is on lead guitar, and David Lovering is is on the drums. I, I don't know. For, for I mean, I guess music wise, other than that guitar line, if you if you change anything, I mean, it's just really solid playing behind that that guitar. There, there's really nothing. They're not doing anything complicated or complex or anything that's like super out of the box. 
No, not at all. Um, like I said, I think without that guitar line in the howl, I'm not sure how much I'd like. We wouldn't be talking about it. I agree, Neil. It would just be an acoustic version. <laughs> it would, it would, it would um, be lost in time. Do either of you guys have a favorite part of the song? I'll point out two things. I love how, I just love the way the end of that chorus goes, where the, hmm. where is my mind? And then they kind of hold for another yeah. little like measure and he's just kind of hitting and then they're way out in the way he like really just slows down and takes its time and then just kind of stops and then and then he just a nasty guitar like back into the verse just fantastic and i love how the song opens and like it fades in and out with the ooze mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and especially the end where i think they i think they stop halfway through the, the chord progression with an ooh and then do one more mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, in the place without anything else going on until it ends. Nick, you got a favorite part of the song? Uh, the, the way out in the water part, just when they do that, I just think it ties it all together. And obviously I love it, as you said, you know, when it goes into the car, guitar solo, but really every time, you know, way out in the way out in yep. the water after Let's the where is my three mind. That's my <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. I didn't. Well. Okay. So, in asking that, what is the catchiest part of this? So, like, what do you leave the song uh, with in your head? The riff. I think what I think what I leave with with a feet in the air, head on the ground. And that, that's what I'm always singing after I hear the song. And I actually, this is weird, but listening to the song as much as I had the last week, I the oh stop. <laughs> really stays with me you know the way <laughs> mm-hmm. how it just starts just something about that it's well, just like yeah it's hilarious I don't know, it gets it's me right hilarious. into it it sounds it, like me know. trying yeah, to do is. a harmony and josh is like fucking stop hold on hold on not stop. the right key, neil bro. stop not the right key bro <laughs> you can't do wrong uh, well you know anyway so a couple a couple of fun facts about this song it is another rolling it made the rolling stones uh 500 greatest at 493 Ooh, just, just barely yeah. <laughs> It was uh, it was not released as a single, as I mentioned earlier, but the album itself was re-released on Elektra in 92 and eventually became gold. I'm wondering if that was from Fight Club because it became gold like 12 years later. Probably, yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm assuming that was maybe your first encounter with the song as well? Uh, I may have known it before because... So my dad's like a big music nerd and he just had like... A wall of CDs, and he had uh-huh. all the Pixies ones. And every now and then, I would just like go in there and be like, "All right, what am I? What am I gonna check out today?" And I, I got into them through through him. Like and he was like, "Yeah, this is the Boston band." It's like, "All right, let's check oh, it out." Nice. Yep, I had always known the Pixies, like I said, but never really listened to them. I always knew they're important, but um, I'd say just that run of Fight Club, uh, Mr. Robot, Leftovers is when it really entered my mind. Yeah, it almost seemed like it was just ev- everywhere. It was too much, like, because Leftovers and Mr. Robot were, like, uh, at the same time. And it's kind of like, all right, everyone, you're fucking done. Hollywood, no more Where's My Mind for another 20 <laughs> well, years. I mean, it didn't, get, it didn't get to wagon wheel level of... Uh... <laughs> well, wagon wheel never made a prestige, prestige movie or show. It's just... Uh... I'm just talking about in the zeitgeist, where you're like, yeah, yeah. I got this in my, and, in my head. I sanctioned this use. Uh, April 13th, 2004, NASA used it to wake up the team on the Mars rover Ooh. Spirit. Um, that's pretty in cool. In honor of its software transplants. That's that cool. Well, uh, let's move away from the weird and, uh, and start vibing. Nick, you get your second chance at a, 
bringing us into the vibe time with some good vibes. So uh, cue the music in three, two, one. Okay. Was not expecting that. one yet. Can we just sample that for every pod? Oh, that's that's getting a drop. Okay. It's 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 my song, so I want to hear this. I hate to say it, but uh, in a theater or on a on a large screen uh, during the perfect scene. You already did. The, the, the song never disappoints when on film. I'm just going to say it. But not at the same um, time. Give me, you know, like five years between it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never want to hear it again on film or TV. <laughs> when I want to hear it, I mean, it's a great song. You can, I, It'd be cool to play for, like, someone young who's never heard it, you know, like, just yeah. like, because it, it has such a cool vibe. And um, But the next time I will hear it is... Uh, I think the next road trip I'm on, I need to dive into some Pixies. I'll start with this album. There you go. And just let it ride. I got some homework to do. Nice. All right, Nick. Uh, I'd say I'm at like a kind of a weird bar, or like a trendy bar, and I'm there with maybe some people I don't know that well. Had a couple drinks, and then I have to go hit the head, and I go into the bathroom. Ah, and the while looking at on. the urinal. I got you know. it. <laughs> yeah, at the urinal, and then like looking at your face <laughs> in the mirror, and you're just having a weird like, night near the weird che- spot. Checking out, checking out the, the, take a the, the size of the, of the guy next to you? Is that... Is that, <laughs> is that... <laughs> no, it's singular. It's certainly just about it's me. A a, it's a one-stall bathroom. It's a one-stall. Yeah, definitely. You know, maybe I'm like, is it, is it, time, to, is it time to order the Uber? Like, is that where I'm at well, right now? Well, speaking of a one-stall uh, bathroom, why don't we slide under the influence? We can get in there and... And, and get heavy real quick and talk oh, about the influences. Yes. There's going to be a lot of stalls <laughs> with these influences. Neil, why don't you get us started with this? I hear so much. I mean, I, I could list off 30 bands probably, but I'll just say um, it definitely, this is something you wouldn't think of, but it reminds me of the Flaming Lips for sure. Just the guitar tone, the where's my mind, the lyrics. We already touched on Modest Mouse. I think uh, specifically Smashing Pumpkins, Today is the Greatest. Um, mm. and, uh, yeah. and it definitely has a lot of Weezer. It's a uh, Weezer is much cleaner than this, but That's even that call. way out in the water and those guitar chords you were talking about yeah. sounds like Weezer rocking out. And of course they've done a version of this. Um, <laughs> and we're not under the covers I, yet, my friend. I have many more, but I'll let you guys take it from there. All right, Nick, why don't you want to, well, no, I'll, I'll hit this and then you can follow up. I'm, I'm going to keep it short there. Yeah, there are a lot you can take. I mean, I, I feel like the, the vibe they're giving off of kind of like the sound and the mess is a little like sex, like coming from like Sex Pistols, REM kind of indie noise, you know, um, contemporaries. I mean, these different sound, but at the, of the same time and not as heavy, the replacements We're we're, we're doing some stuff that I think was comparable mm-hmm. to this. Uh, <laughs> The one thing that stood out about this song and the guitar and the bass was just every Bush song I've ever heard sounds Certainly. sounds <laughs> like like this song. <laughs> you got a machine head on there? Yeah, I said every Bush song. Better than um, the wrist. <laughs> uh, but uh, I would say also if you like it, listen. I, I really enjoy his uh, solo album Honeycomb from 2005, Black Francis. 
Uh, I like all the solo stuff, actually. Teenager of the Year is good. Cult of Ray, it's, yeah, all that stuff's really cool. Uh, in terms of influences, I, again, we hit on Nirvana, yeah. but it's crazy how much Nirvana I heard on this, and in utero especially, but all the insecticide stuff. Uh, you know, again, I think uh, Nevermind is kind of its own its own deal, uh, but God, I have just mouse just running across my kitchen right now. <laughs> a it's, modest, it's a modest so distracting. Mouse? No, this it fucking is not a modest mouse is bold. <laughs> this is a bold mouse. A bold, it does not care about mouse. anything. Uh, any of that kind of like California punk, like no effects, that stuff. And again, that stuff isn't my favorite, but a lot of this comes out there, like Goldfinger. Um, and then yeah, that that talk singing of the '90s. There's just a lot. Yeah, of there really is. It, it's almost like it, 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 it went from like it, it, it influenced a lot of really good stuff and then that really good stuff got really bad. And I would really say bad. another um, just uh, feather in their cap to Pixies. I mean, it's Radiohead too. Like it's, it's uh, and this song sounds like good Radiohead. That's fair. That's fair. They're like maybe the Benz Radiohead, mm-hmm. kind of Benz era yeah. Radiohead. Well, yeah, Pablo Honey and Benz, yeah. Well, speaking of honey, I think it's time we uh, we get under the covers and uh, and start talking about the covers of this song. Nick, you can get us started on this. Guys, I let you down. I didn't catch any covers wow. of this. Wow, wow, you're just taking taking I Jonathan's know. role to heart right now. <laughs> I really did. I really, I just, I got caught up with the kids. So. And, well, we don't. It's okay. We'll pod, pod, you. There are no excuses on Pod Gabe Rock, Nick. Neil, what 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 you got? I got a lot. I mean, there's a lot of good covers. Um, I think it uh, goes to show how good of a song this is and just that that guitar line, like I said. I mean, and it's, I wouldn't say it's easy to sing, but it's just easy to, from what I can gather, to kind of capture this this sound in this moment. Um, You saying you got the vocal on this? (laughs) No. The Not A Surf version, I really did like. Um, What? Yeah, yeah. Hey, Sorry. The not a the not a surf version, no koi koi, no thanks. Okay, fine. Um, they do a cool <laughs> breakdown in the middle. Trampled by turtles once again um, with a cool version. I like what they're doing with the acoustic instruments and banjo on it. Yeah, it's a bluegrass. It's fun. And then uh, I'll do one more. I'll let you take it from there, Josh. My girl again, Miley, with can't oh. stop, won't stop. In, no. Into where's my mind? Back into can't stop, won't stop. It's oh, fucking amazing. <laughs> stop it. But like I where's said, even she, mind? even she sounds great. And now she sings the melody. Not it's really cool. So basically, as we mentioned, there it is in the leftovers and Mr. Robot, and actually they're both the same cover. Uh, Max Sense Siren, which is a beautiful piano mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. version yeah. of this. The, the the blue notes also do one. There's someone named OK Maidza, hmm. which does it like kind of like MIA would do it. It's cool, but I'm going to pass. Yeah, I think I heard and about the, 10 seconds of that one. Yeah, and then Scott Bradley's Postmodern Jukebox oh, makes yeah. another appearance. Not my favorite one of theirs. No, it's not I, the I didn't like the change in vibe. It's not the best, but someone did describe it as Orban esque, which I thought was cool. Orban? Orbison esque. Oh. Or, I was like, Orban, the, the dictator in <laughs> Did Hungary? Did you just make up a word? <laughs> no, 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 Victor Orban. <laughs> I was going to see if you mentioned this, and I was happy I found it. Kings of Leon. 
and it's what? just as good as you might think. Hearing him fucking squeal these lyrics out are great. Oh, I like that. Yeah, look, was it live? It's a, no, it's on YouTube. It's recorded and very good. Really? Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised I didn't find that. Ah, well, thinking of um, FOMO, why don't we talk about how the shoe fits? <laughs> and, and since it's my song, I'm going to say that it fits like uh, sparkly red tap shoes that are too small that Whoa. I wear while doing a, a headstand. Dorothy. And spinning. <laughs> We're not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> uh, Nick, how did the shoe fit? Oh, this one's obvious, man. Like a scuba flipper. Oh. You don't know what your feet are doing. You know what I mean? You have mm-hmm. that on, and you're, your feet are on another planet. Okay, yes. I got it. I got it. And you're snorkeling on the moon. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, in that same vein, it uh, fits very well like aqua socks. And if you're wearing aqua socks, you might have a couple screws loose, so it fits with the uh, theme here. I don't even know what aqua socks are. They're what just is that? Is that a thing? slip on like mesh shoes. They're like shoes, but just rubber and mesh that you can surf in or like skimboard. Or... Why, why would you wear them? Yeah, in the 90s, aqua socks were huge. So you don't cut up your feet I with shells had aqua and socks. all kinds of. If you're going in the ocean and, you, and you're going to be in there for a while, you might want some aqua socks. Was the commercial for aqua socks aqua socks for pussies? <laughs> Maybe. Wait, so maybe Josh, you weren't wearing those in the Mississippi River, Josh. It wasn't. <laughs> Let's slip on some aqua socks. There's going to be cotton mouths. First of all, you can't swim in the Mississippi where I'm from, or you'll drown. So aqua socks are no. They would. They wouldn't have helped. <laughs> but it, but anyway, uh, when, on that note, where is our minds? Where are our minds? Uh, and <laughs> and uh, and on that note, our cover of the Pixies. Where is my mind? Stop. Oh, 
The cover you just heard was performed by Josh Bond and Neil Marsh. Thanks for listening to Pod Gave Rock and Roll to you. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and rate on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to communicate with us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram under the handle at Pod Gave Rock. Next week is Nick's week. So, Nick, what will we be discussing? Sweet Emotion by Aerosmith off their album Toys in the Attic. Can't wait! <laughs> <laughs>